Under the microscope on Metro FM Talk. It may be behind the microphone, but it's actually under the microscope. Our focus tonight, the Peter Maritzburg Economic Justice and Dignity says government should intervene and pay double social grants this month, which is the month of December. And they're asking government to do this to cushion the country's poorest of the poor against next month's expenses. You know what happens traditionally in December. People, well, at least I don't know if people actually still spend as much now during the COVID years as we used to before. Christmas, and, and all of that. I, I really wonder, but we'll find out. Let, let's hear from you. Maybe you can tell us if you're still spending as much. But it is said that poor families often resort to borrowing money from loan sharks to cover the expenses that come when their children have to go back to school and the new year begins. Joining us tonight, Mervyn Abrams, who is program coordinator for the Peter Maritzburg Economic Justice and Dignity Group. Mr. Abrams, a very good evening to you. Welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening, Charmaine. Good evening to all your listeners. I, I, I was just wondering, and I was just posing this to um, our, our listeners now, do people still spend as much during the Christmas time, during these COVID years, as we used to before? So, Tommy, I, I think people want to, would like to, but of course, there's just not resources. Let's remember uh, that Christmas is not just a holiday. It's a time when families get together, often after a long period away from each other, um, when children who have gone to work in Gauteng return back to the villages. Uh, so it is a time really for families to reconnect. It's a time when rituals happen. It's a time when religious festivals happen. Uh, and of course, all of that happens around food. It happens around some form of, of, of relaxation. So, so it does have monetary expenses and it does cost, but it also has a social benefit. It has a social benefit in the sense that it connects families and it recreates us as human beings and, and gives us an opportunity again to start the new year on a, on a good, you know, reasonably rested basis. And it contributes, of course, also to the economy through greater productivity. So, so yes, people try to spend, um, but of course, it's a, it, it's a question as to how much money they have available. So, uh, and, 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 and talking to your point of availability of money, you've called on government to, to, to double the social grants this month. That pretty much equates to a 13th check. Um, tell us how probable this is. Well, I mean, I think we have to start thinking broadly around um, what does it cost for people to have the social benefits I have just mentioned and economic benefits, actually. Uh, uh, to the wider economy, um, and 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 to give to give uh, a social grantees a thirteenth check is not more than what we as as ordinary workers are asking from our employers. Uh, you know the ability to have a bonus, the ability to be able to spend a bit more because Christmas has its own expenses, and of course, as you mentioned earlier on, in January comes massive expenditure when we have to put up the, take the 
take our children back to schools. So, 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 so in that sense, and then also to remember that social grants are not just a big black hole that government throws money into. In fact, through social grants, government is actually stimulating the economy because every single cent that is received in social grants are spent either in taxes, keeping the taxi industry going, either through buying food or other things which keeps the retail sector going, etc. So it's an investment really in the economy, but through people who can least afford it. And, and, it, and it certainly keeps you know, money circulating within the economy as well. Is this a proposition that you've made? And if so, how has it been received? So, I mean, it's, it's something we have called for on numerous occasions. And, of course, it has not received the kind of serious attention that we believe it should. Um, but we will continue to do so, even though it doesn't get the attention. Because, you know, it expresses an idea around how, how we can actually begin to breach these levels of inequality and the depths of poverty in our country. We have to think differently around uh, the economic trajectory. And in the past, you know, government has always invested in businesses. I mean, it's not true to say that government is only investing in poverty relief by giving social grants. Government is also investing in businesses. Uh, A couple of years ago, we saw the the corporate income tax drop. Uh, That was an investment in business, which actually presented us with nothing. Actually, uh, unemployment increased well above that. Then there was the investment of the youth subsidy to businesses, to employ young people. Uh, that has not contributed to bring our, our, our unemployment levels down. So we have to find other ways. And we believe that by investing in the supply and the demand side, sorry, of the economy, which stimulates demand, will actually have a beneficial effect for the entire economy, as well as for companies who are producing various goods and services. What do people traditionally do when, when times are hard? So what, what the people that we are in contact with tell us, uh, and this has been going on for years now, is that as cost of living becomes more and more expensive, they cut back on, on, on whatever their expenditure are. So, for instance, they cut back on the use of electricity when electricity prices go up, on food when the food prices escalate and spike. And, and, and so what we are actually seeing is, is that people have no other means but either just to cut back on what they consume uh, or, as you had said earlier, people have to go to loan shark. Um, and, of course, that has its own problems because of the amount of interest that needs to be to be repaid. So we are at the stage where, where many women tell us, and we work predominantly with women in low-income households, and they tell us that they have cut back as far as they can. There is now nothing more to cut back on. Mm. Um, and and, and that, is a, that is a real indictment on the level of compassion and the level of care that we as a society and as a government shows to those who are less fortunate, through no fault of their own, cannot get a job. 
I must say, Mr. Mervyn Abrams, the mere fact that the average cost of uh, the household food basket last month was 4,272 uh, rands and 44 cents. It's gone up by 254 rand and 19 cents from the previous month. And just looking at those figures, uh, you can see that even with the social grant, um, just making ends meet almost seems like an impossibility. Like, how do you, how do you do it? And yet so many families uh, do their best to try and, and piece together uh, what little they have to, to make a living for themselves. But I thank you very much uh, for your time this this evening. And as you say, it's not the first time that you've knocked on this door and you'll continue knocking until finally that 13th check for social grants maybe does become a reality. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, Sammy. Thank you for your listening. Thank you. That's uh, Mervyn Abrams. He's program coordinator for the Peter Maritzburg Economic Justice and Dignity Group calling for double social grant payments for the month of December because you know, come January, come knocking on the door as kids have to get back to school and you've got to pay back all that you uh, consumed during the December holidays. Well, that's how we come to the end of our time together. It's been an absolute, absolute pleasure. I'm Tamingu Beni sitting in tonight for Ayabonga Tau. And thank you to our team right here at Metro of M Talk. I'm handing you over now to the man behind the jams, Sintle.